Golazo Mondays means only one thing. Fabrizio Romano joins the show as Edinson Cavani extends his stay with Manchester United. Big news for the Red Devils. We also have discussions and reports on Jose Mourinho and his plans with Roma. Zinedine Zidane, what will be his future? As well as PSG, Neymar, Julian Draxler, and so much more. We have Jonathan Johnson as well to break down PSG's plans for the summer. Kego Lasso begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kego Lasso. Another Monday, another dose of Fabrizio Romano. Fab, how are you, my friend? I'm fine. I'm fine, my friend. Thank you. Transfer market is coming. So really buzzing that we have many news to share. So really happy. Thank you. Absolutely. Fab is busy as always. And we begin with very, very recent news as Fabrizio Romano uh, posted, reported, tweeted himself as well. Edison Cavani. Good news for Edison Cavani and Manchester United. Fab, tell us more. Yes, Edison Cavani is staying at Manchester United, Sequeda. So it's done. The deal has been completed and signed with his agent in the last hours. Cavani is staying for one more season at Manchester United. So his new contract will be for one season. Then in 2022, he will decide with his family and his agent about staying in Europe or moving to South America because he had many chances, in particular with Boca Juniors, offering him a two-year contract in case he decided to come back immediately to South America this summer. But Cavani wants to stay Solskjaer was pushing with him, telling him about Old Trafford with fans in the stands would be amazing to have a striker like Cavani still in Premier League. And that's how they convinced him, also with an important contract extending for one more season. The board were so happy, the teammates also, Solskjaer himself. That's why they wanted Cavani to stay and it's done, signed and completed, just waiting for the official announcement coming in the next days. But Cavani stays at Manchester United. Very big news, especially because Manchester United is going through a really good season. Of course, Europa League final, uh, some good wins in the Premier League, uh, even though they most likely obviously won't win the Premier League. They're still, they qualified uh, for the Champions League for next season, which is big. So is Manchester United, is this good, it's especially because of obviously the Glazer news and the Super League, you know, is that still a cloud hovering over United, Fabrizio? Yes, I think it's, it's a, a good moment in general. As you mentioned, the situation on the pitch is so good. Also with Solskjaer, they are building the team for the next season, talking together about next signings. Let's see, let's see if they will go for a centre-back. I think yes, also if Bale extended the contract and they have to decide about the situation of the midfielders with Van de Beek and Pogba contract. So many things to do, but they have clear ideas. They have a good project at the moment. Uh, as you said, they have a Europa League final to play. Cavani staying. Let's see what happens with new signing also with strikers or wingers. But for sure, they have a clear project. So it's a good moment for Manchester United. And Cavani staying, in my opinion, is really, really good news for the team. Yeah, absolutely right. All right, let's move on about uh, and let's focus on Edinson Cavani's former team, PSG. And Neymar, the news of Neymar's contract kind of got lost <laughs> during the Super League announcement, the Champions League. And of course, uh, it comes out on Saturday. You reported it as well so early on and officially it came out on Saturday. Uh, just to remind folks uh, briefly about the Neymar situation. He has recently announced uh, a new contract with PSG. 
Yes, the deal has been announced, as you say, and we are so happy because with Jonathan Johnson, we mentioned many times about this agreement. It was a webinar agreement since February, then has been completed and signed in the last days. It's an important contract because we'll be for four seasons, but with one more potential extension accorded between Neymar and Paris Saint-Germain with a private agreement they can trigger in the next year. So let's see what they will decide. But this is an important contract for Neymar because he's staying with a huge salary around 30 million euro net per season with a huge bonus in case in case Paris Saint-Germain will win the Champions League in the next years so it's been really something big we had a lot of rumors in the last weeks about Barcelona and many things but was nothing serious or advanced was impossible to sign Neymar for Barcelona because of the financial situation and Neymar wanted to stay at Paris Saint-Germain so it's done completed and now we can say that everything is finished for Neymar he's staying at Paris Saint-Germain. You mentioned Jonathan Johnson. JJ will join us later in the show to really break down a little more about PSG's plans now that Neymar has been confirmed. But you also discussed about the fact because when the announcement came out, uh, Fab, it said till 2025. But you reported that there's also been some, uh, you know, behind the scene meetings to possibly extend it to 2026 in accordance to, you know, uh, how Neymar feels about, you know, how things are going, etc. Yes, 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 100% confirmed. They have not announced about this one more year, one extra year, just because it could be triggered only from the next year, so 2022, and not obviously immediately because they just signed the contract, but uh, it's confirmed. So it will be potential uh, five-year contracts. Let's see what they will decide together in the next years. At the moment, the priority for, for Paris Saint-Germain was to have a new contract for Neymar because having only one year left on his contract was really dangerous for this kind of player. Imagine losing Neymar as a free agent next summer. So they have been really smart and fast in finding an agreement in February and then completing in, in the last days. So JJ will join us later to discuss more about the plans, but also there's another player as well, uh, Fab, Julian Draxler. Uh, what's the latest on him as you reported? Yes, he's staying too. And Pochettino has been key, as Jonathan will tell you, his, his strategy because uh, was not sure for Draxler to stay in Paris Saint-Germain. He received some proposal. He was not so happy till January. Then Pochettino arrived. The situation has changed it and now he's going to extend this contract with Paris Saint-Germain for three more seasons. So the deal is set to be completed in the next days with basically the same salary, but staying at Paris Saint-Germain is the priority for Draxler. The deal will be signed soon. And so Draxler is staying and Alessandro Florenzi, the right Back. I think he's coming back to Roma. Uh, we discussed about Mourinho, but he's coming back to Roma and he's not been signed on a permanent deal from Paris Saint-Germain. He has a, they have a buy option for 9 million euros, but they are not going for Florence. Well, you mentioned Roma and Roma's new manager uh, for next season, Jose Mourinho, has big plans uh, with the team from the Italian capital. And what's that, Fab? What's Jose Mourinho planning uh, as he gets ready to return to Serie A? Yes, first of all, we have to say that about Mourinho is a long term project. So it's not just a project for uh, one season, like winning immediately, also because it's really complicated. The Inter have a strong team, AC Milan are back at top level, and Juventus will be back, and Atalanta and Napoli. So, you know, it's really complicated to win in Italy immediately. But Mourinho brings winning mentality, brings also, they hope, important players uh, set to join Roma because there is an important manager like Mourinho. So they're convinced that in the three years contract, they can win together. It's a long term one. Mourinho is so happy with the club. He's so happy with the director that is Portuguese, Thiago Pinto, coming from Benfica to Roma, and that's been key to sign Jose Mourinho as new manager. We have to mention about his salary. It will be 7 million euro net 
per season, but in the first season, Tottenham will contribute paying 9 million euro to Jose Mourinho. So it will be 16 million euro for the first season and then 7 and 7 for the following two seasons. So it's a bit complicated situation, but has been agreed and completed. And about the plans of Roma, uh, they will go for some experienced player. So keep an eye on players that Mourinho knows, some Portuguese one. Keep an eye, for example, on Rui Patricio as goalkeeper. They have many options, but they are still looking at the names, the potential names. Uh, we have rumors about Isco here in Italy, but he's not a target at the moment, I'm told. But they're going with some young players and some experienced players. So Mourinho will be the key. He will be in Roma not before the end of the season. So we have to wait two or three weeks to see Jose Mourinho in Italy and in Roma. He wants to respect Paolo Fonseca, but for sure he's already working to build the new Roma and winning, not immediately maybe, but for sure in the three years, his target is to win with Roma. Well, you mentioned Isco, uh, that's uh, Real Madrid, uh, Jose Mourinho's former club. So let's move there to Real Madrid. They had a glorious opportunity to go top of the table um, this weekend. They tied against Sevilla. So the race for La Liga is massive, obviously out of the Champions League. What is Zinedine Zidane's future, Fabrizio Romano, a manager that obviously knows the club very well, left, then came back, uh, also managed Castilla, which is managed by Raul right now as well. What's the latest with Zinedine Zidane? Zidane's situation is not easy. It's absolutely open, we have to say, because Florentino Perez always said, and it's the truth, that they are waiting for Zidane to decide. So the priority is waiting for Zidane to finish the season. He wants to focus on La Liga. As you mentioned, it's incredible what's happening with Barcelona, Real Madrid, Sevilla, and obviously Atletico Madrid involved in the race. But uh, Zidane wants to focus on La Liga, and then at the end of the season, he will communicate about his decision on the future of Real Madrid. If he wants to stay, Real Madrid will be 100% happy to continue with him. If not, and there are chances for Zidane to leave Real Madrid, so it's an open situation. Keep an eye on many names, but one of the names is Massimiliano Allegri. The Italian one, the former manager of Juventus and AC Milan. He did an amazing job here in Italy, and now he could be an option for Real Madrid. He's not the only one, because they have a short list with three names. Keep an eye also on Raul. It could be an opportunity, as you mentioned, he's working with Castilla, so it could be also another one. Zidane chance, as he did some years ago. Let's see what Florentino will decide, but at the moment, the priority is waiting for Zidane and for his communication at the end of the season. Then let's see, but Allegri could be an opportunity. Allegri would be very interesting. And so speaking of Allegri, I want to go back to Serie A for a second, uh, Fabrizio and Juventus. Obviously, the European Super League clouded a lot of these past few weeks. It's calming down a little bit, but there are still some teams that haven't even left. Uh, obviously, there was a, a collective announcement from clubs, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, uh, about their stance in Super League. And then I'm hearing reports that Serie A will kick Juventus out if they refuse to leave European Super League and their project. What, what can you tell me about this? What's your opinion? Yes, the president of Serie A, Gabriele Gardina, just said that Juventus are not going to play in Serie A next season, as you said, if they will be in the Super League. Uh, my personal opinion is that this is impossible because imagine that Juventus is, if not the biggest, one of the biggest clubs in Serie A. So we can't imagine Serie A without Juventus. It's absolutely impossible. But for sure, they need to find a solution with this Super League story because they are having a lot of problems by the legal part, by the technical and pitch part, because imagine what they are suffering on the pitch is incredible. So they have a lot of problems with this story about the Champions League next season or the Europa League. So if they will be allowed to play in European competition or not. If they continue with the Super League project with Andrea Agnelli, 
badly pushing with Florentino Perez and Juan Laporta, it could be a great problem for Juventus, a big problem for Juventus because, you know, also now the club is suffering, the president is suffering, Andrea Pirlo is in real danger. He's going to finish the season as Juventus manager, but the feeling around Pirlo is that at the end of the season he will be fired and they will go for a different manager. And also, don't forget about Cristiano Ronaldo. He is not at a form and you can see a player who's having a lot of problems and is not happy with the atmosphere in the club. So Juventus have many situations to resolve, but I can't see Serie A without Juventus. So my personal feeling is that Juventus are absolutely in for the next season, but the real danger is to be out of the Champions League because at the moment they are fifth in the table and they have big problems to resolve in some weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Juventus and no Champions League almost seems incredible, but it, it's very much a possibility. Fabrizio Romano, always a pleasure. He's going to stay busy. He's going to be on Kegolas on CBS Sports as well as CBS Sports HQ. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram as well and cbsports.com for his weekly articles. Fabrizio, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you as always. Enjoy Jonathan Johnson will be great because Paris Saint-Germain are moving and see you soon on Kegolasso and the CBS Sports. Thank you. Everybody, welcome back to Kegolasso on this Monday. And as promised, we have our very own Jonathan Johnson. JJ, how are you, my friend? Doing very well, thanks. And yourself? I'm good. I'm sure that me and you will not be lamenting over yesterday's result against Manchester United. Don't worry, everybody. We won't talk about that, but we will talk. And the reason why JJ's here is because we really want to break down uh, not just Neymar's and PSG's uh, announcement of their new contract, but also what really just that means for the club in general. So, JJ, the first question to you is this, is what, what do you make of how important is Neymar's extension first to PSG? Well, it's obviously a massive move for PSG because, you know, it's one of their superstar names pledging his future to the club. And I think so many things um, are attached to Neymar extending, uh, you know, that PSG will now find it easier to do. Obviously, one of the key things, um, you know, related to Neymar sticking around in Paris is Kylian Mbappe's future. One of Mbappe's most basic demands is that he continues to play with Neymar. So the fact that PSG have managed to keep Neymar, you know, strengthens their case a little bit when they go to Mbappe. I mean, obviously, you know, there's major questions on the sporting side at the moment when you look at what's happened to PSG over the last few weeks. They're still not certain to win Liga, and we can even say that they're unlikely to now. Uh, you know, they're going to have to fight hard to win the Coupe de France title, uh, and they've gone out of the Champions League. So PSG really needed this sort of boost, uh, you know, and I think it's arrived at the right time, even if Neymar wasn't able to inspire them to victory against Rennes over the weekend. Yeah. And as you mentioned, by the way, I mean, Lille, uh, amazing story that, you know, closing in on a, on a league title. Uh, so PSG, Champions League aside, keeping players aside, they have a mountain to climb uh, next season with Mauricio Pochettino to make sure that things continue. So aside from you know, and that was a very good point. The fact that Mbappé, one of his demands is like, listen, I need Neymar here. So that's done. But how important is it for the league in general to keep players like Neymar and Mbappé? Because Liga is not the Premier League. It's not La Liga. It's not Serie A. So they need to make sure that they contain and keep players like this, I imagine. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's massive. Uh, you know, and I think as well, not only is Ligue 1, you know, what was it not at the level of the, you know, the Premier Leagues, the La Ligas, the Serie A's, the, the Bundesligas before, uh, you know, the COVID-19 outbreak. 
it's now also in the very difficult situation of being arguably the most high profile league that's seen its major television distributor, uh, you know, basically walk away. So they're in a very, very difficult situation in terms of the TV rights, uh, you know, and obviously keeping players like Neymar, uh, you know, makes the league uh, that bit more attractive. I mean, I think at the moment there are, you know, a lot of positives to take from the situation surrounding French football, because I think there's an opportunity there to modernize, you know, to push forward and for French football to make itself, you know, more self-sustainable in the in the near future. But in order for all of the Ligue 1 uh, and Ligue 2 clubs to benefit from that sort of thing happening, it has to remain attractive. And obviously we know that because of the title race, uh, you know, the very tight knit nature of the, uh, you know, the sort of top four or five for the majority of this season, that's, that's already quite attractive, uh, you know, to potential investors. And then also when you know that players like Neymar are going to be sticking around for the next couple of seasons, now that also helps your case. So I think that, you know, it's a huge move uh, for the future of French football, if they're to attract, you know, any anything close to the sort of um, you know investment that they were, uh, you know, looking at bringing in when the the TV rights changed from Canal Plus to Media Pro and then fell through. All right, let's focus on the biggest talking point. PSG fans, I think the number one question right now, now that Neymar is sealed, uh, what where's Kylian Mbappe at this point? Do you think because obviously. You know, uh, we're reading reports that he's not going to fight with PSG over, you know, things that he may want outside of the club. But at the same time, he's not necessarily right now jumping up and down to sign an extension. What's the latest going on with him? No, I mean, obviously, there there must be a lot of frustration on his side at the moment, the way the last couple of weeks have gone, because it's shown you how important Mbappe is to PSG. I mean, OK, PSG have tied Neymar down. Great. Uh, you know, but Neymar wasn't able to make the difference against Rennes at the weekend when they dropped more points in the title race. He wasn't able to make the difference against Manchester City in the Champions League. Uh, you know, and also when you look at it statistically, and this includes uh, you know, the seasons that have been injury hit for Neymar since he joined PSG. Statistically, it's his worst season. So, you know, actually, you could argue that PSG managing to keep Neymar is it was probably the easiest battle for them to win. You know, and con- convincing someone like Kylian Mbappe is going to take much stronger arguments than it would have done uh, to persuade Neymar to sign on. So I think a lot of uh, you know, the the future now for Mbappe is going to weigh on, uh, you know, what PSG sort of sell him as the the sort of next year or two uh, under Maurizio Pochettino, because obviously it's been quite an underwhelming start in terms of where PSG find themselves now. You know, obviously there have been high moments winning away at Barcelona, winning away at Bayern Munich, but, you know, domestically things haven't gone according to plan. And that's not all Pochettino's fault. I mean, let's also bear in mind that, you know, Pochettino came in mid-season. That's never an ideal time for you to change coach. Uh, and he hasn't actually had any say over the transfers yet. So, you know, it's understandable that Mbappe, you know, would would find it difficult to imagine where PSG are going to go at this moment in time until those changes actually start to happen. So I do think that we're going to see PSG very busy this summer. That doesn't necessarily mean splashing big money uh, on flashy signings, but I, I do think that there is uh, that there are a lot of different areas in the squad uh, that need major investment or reshaping. So I do think that we will see a lot of that. And I think that will be a strong part of PSG's argument to Mbappe, uh, you know, to, to stay, to give them a bit longer. In terms of what it might actually result in, 
to be honest, I can't see Mbappe signing a long-term contract extension with PSG. I could see him signing up for a shorter-term one because you know the the, the bottom line for, for Mbappe is his main suitors are not in a position to go out and buy him this summer. Real Madrid don't have the money. We know that after all of the Super League fast recently, and it's similar for Liverpool. There's you know there's major questions uh, about the, the the television situation in the Premier League as well, which could adversely affect them financially. So I don't think any of the two main clubs who have been in the running for his signature are going to be able to go out there uh, you know, and stump up the money to, to bring him in. So he's obviously in a very difficult position. He's also got plenty on his plate at the moment with uh, the Euros coming up in the summer. Uh, you know, the, the the dream of representing France for the Olympic Games is probably going to have to wait for another couple of years. But you know, also at the same time, when you look at the way the season's gone, that's probably not a bad thing. You know, Mbappe is one of the guys who's been run into the ground, uh, you know, and he needs a break as well. So I do think, you know, with, you know, being able to take a step back uh, and look at everything that's gone on, I think Mbappe himself individually can feel that he's actually, you know, made quite good strides, especially since Pochettino's arrival. And I think that does, uh, you know, favour PSG slightly in that Mbappe might be curious to see how things could work out over the course of a full season uh, under Pochettino. But obviously it's uh, going to take a lot of persuasion uh, on the PSG side to convince Mbappe to sign up to a, a contract extension at this moment in time. Let's also not forget that we can't rule out Mbappe going into the start of next season, having not signed a contract extension and PSG basically having between then and Christmas, uh, you know, to, to sort of try and find a way to work out a, a deal so that he doesn't start 2022 uh, as a free agent in six months time. Yeah, that's a really good point. And the key thing as well, as you mentioned, is bringing in extra talent, Deli Ali, et cetera, to make sure that they support uh, the base. Is there anybody that you're keeping your eye on that you think PSG should be looking at Delhi Ali aside? Yeah, I mean, there's some really interesting rumors uh, out there at the moment. I mean, I think uh, Fab has already broken one of them, and that's that Julian Draxler will stay. His contract's going to be renewed. That's a really peculiar move because let's be honest, Draxler is somebody who performed quite well when he first joined PSG, and then his form dropped off a cliff and uh, being totally honest as somebody who sees him, you know, week in, week out, I don't think he's done enough to, to merit the contract's extension that he's about to sign. Perhaps Pochettino feels that with a full preseason under his belt, he might be able to turn him into a completely different player. I think that's optimistic. We will see. Uh, I think there's another couple of members of this PSG squad who haven't really convinced me and I'm starting to you know, have some question marks over some guys who were previously established in that starting 11 as well. We know that there's rumors out there about Sergio Ramos uh, coming to PSG and they've coincided with Presnel Kimpembe, you know, taking a massive hit in terms of his form. Uh, you know, and then there's other interesting rumors like the potential return of Sergio Aurier. Uh, you've already mentioned Deli Ali as well. Obviously, the Messi rumors, uh, you know, continue to swirl and never really go away. So there's, you know, th there seems to be plenty of irons in the fire for PSG. But I've said this for a while now. I think it's going to depend on who they move on as opposed to, to who they try and bring in, because I don't see PSG having a massive uh, war chest this summer without, uh, you know, moving on some significant figures. And I think that that midfield needs completely revamping. And I think PSG do need to strengthen uh, in terms of their fullbacks as well. Uh, I, I don't dislike Abdou Diallo, but I don't think he's a natural left back. So I think if you move him into the, the central defensive berths again and bring in two new fullbacks 
add a bit of creativity in midfield so that there's not that over-reliance on Marco Verratti and that team immediately starts to look a lot better. Obviously, there's a question of what happens to Moyes Ken as well. Uh, but I, you know, I think that PSG are going to be looking to do the smartest business possible considering uh, you know, how much a lot of their players earn. Some of these contract extensions are coming with pay cuts as well, like Julian Drexler. Uh, you know, and I, th- I think we will see PSG try to be as ambitious as possible, but not you know, spending silly money uh, like we've seen in the past. All right, well, let's finish off on this, uh, JJ. Leo, amazing. Amazing that you know they're 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 very very close on winning the league title for the first time what since 2013 2011 something like that yeah, I mean, basically, since uh, the Qataris arrived in French football, the teams that we've seen uh, winning Ligue 1 uh, since PSG were, were were owned by the Qataris have been Montpellier, and that was the first season when Carlo Ancelotti arrived mid-season, uh, and then Monaco, uh, obviously, in uh, Unai Emery's first season in charge. So it's not something that's completely foreign to, to French football followers, but also at the same time, you know, these opportunities don't come around too often. And, you know, credit to Lille. They, they, they've been excellent. I'm a big fan of Christophe Geltier. And I think it's quite curious as well that Lille could confirm the title next week against his former club, Saint-Étienne. You know, I think that would be a really, uh, you know, nice way for him to, to finish up this uh, story. But I, I also think that, you know, perhaps people are getting a little too romantic about the the Lille story as well you know it is it is fantastic what they've done and they do have a lovely squad but make no uh you know um make no mistake there this squad will be broken up this summer there will be a fire sale of talent we're already seeing players being lined up for moves elsewhere uh, that won't stop Galtier himself will probably leave. We know that he already has an offer uh, to take over at Nice, which uh, Fabrizio Romano uh, reported uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, given that I think all of these players and staff know that they're potentially moving into their final weeks together. You know, I think that has really galvanized the the, the spirit within the squad, and that's what's leading them uh, them on to this title charge. That and an evergreen Burak Yilmaz. I mean, oh, he's you know, amazing. To, 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 that's the only one. As, as far he's as, the only one I care about. <laughs> as, as far as career reinventions go, I think this is up there with Green Day's American Idiot. It's just <laughs> honestly, it's incredible. There, I mean, you look at the the confidence that's flowing through him at the moment. I mean, the goal his second goal against Lens uh, last week was just incredible. Uh, you know, and you do have to wonder as well, just how far this evergreen spell is going to go because we've seen him playing so well already this year for Turkey. And you just wonder if they might be dark horses in the summer as well for, for the Euros. You know, they, it, you know, when you've got a player like that in that sort of form, who looks like a man on a mission a lot of the time, uh, you know, it's very, very difficult to stop that sort of momentum. So best of luck to, to Gelsi and the, the Lille squad for the final two matches. If they do manage to sew up the league title, it won't be undeserved. Absolutely. And uh, a few CONCACAF representatives as well, of course, in Jonathan David and a Timothy Way. Uh, uh, JJ, Jonathan Johnson, thank you so much for joining Kego Lasso, my friend. Uh, absolute pleasure as always and looking forward to the next one already. Hey, everybody. I want to thank Fabrizio Romano and Jonathan Johnson for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Kego Pod. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps us to grow the show. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on YouTube. We're on CBSSports.com and your CBS Sports app. And everywhere you listen to your pods. We got plenty more to come this week, even though that there isn't any Champions League. We have a preview of every game coming every day, including 
la liga, Premier League, Bundesliga, and so much more. Make sure that you stay with us every weekday. Thank you so much for listening and have a great beginning to your week. 